Welcome to Strong Feet Radio. This episode is about school shoes. I will probably have a million episodes on school shoes over the time that I keep recording these Strong Feet Radio episodes, but I want to hit it hard right now. School shoes damage feet. Schools are not allowed to purposely, willingly cause harm to a child. The cane is gone. Teachers can't grab you by the sideburns anymore. They are not allowed to cause physical or mental harm. Modern school shoes, the majority of which are worn, advised, prescribed, recommended, school shoe uniform, da-da-da-da-da, cause harm to your child's feet and to their body. All right, let's break it down a little bit further. From the age of one through five, most kids have got awesome feet. I see a lot of flat feet come into the clinic where mum and dad are really worried about their kids' flat feet. But I like to explain that the kids' feet should be flat at that age. They don't develop an arch till after school time, five, six, seven, even eight years of age. And what arch they develop doesn't matter. The height of an arch is not important in respect to, it's like me being short. I know you can't see me on Strong Feet Radio, but have a look at Instagram, Facebook, I'm short. That's just a fact. The height of our arch is largely genetic. But whether our arch is strong or weak, that's not genetic. Whether our arch is coordinated or uncoordinated with all those joints in there, that's not genetic. So the majority of kids have awesome feet. And from age one through to five, especially in Australia, heaps of kids run around barefoot. Keeping shoes on them is really, really hard. Yep, some parents love to force their kids to wear shoes 24 hours a day to protect their feet. Not sure what from. Spiders, snakes, don't know. Look, we do as humans, we need protection from really hot surfaces for our feet, really cold really sharp, there are time and place to have shoes on, absolutely. Protection from hot, cold, sharp, and I love to throw hygiene in there too. There are places that I don't want to take my bare feet. But for the most part, kids have healthy feet, love running around barefoot. And then at age five or four and a half or six, whenever they start school at kindy these days, it seems to vary a lot, is we go down to the athlete's foot, we go down to uh, David Jones, wherever we're getting our shoes from, we get fitted up for these big, chunky, heavy, high heel school shoes. Okay, so their feet have worked really well for four years and then we're gonna put these awful big bricks on their feet and sit there and say it's school uniform policy, there's nothing I can do about it. Well, there is. The school is not allowed to cause physical or mental harm to your child in any way, so we need to re-educate the schools. And no, I cannot go around to every single school and try and convince the principal, or sorry, not even try, show the principal and educate the principal that these shoes are harmful for the children. There are PNC meetings at nearly every single school. This is something that needs to be brought up. If you care about your children's feet, then you need to educate yourself, which is why I'm releasing these audio snippets on Strong Feet Radio, so you can educate yourself or pass it on to those that need to, to make change with the schools. So, children's feet are healthy. 33 joints moving in conjunction with each other as a team. They communicate with the brain every single step. So 33 joints straight up to the brain, straight back down to the muscles. That process, which is balance, coordination, or motor control, happens so fast. So fast, especially in kids. Now, if we've had injuries or we get older, sometimes that motor control, that proprioception is impaired. Now, balance, our coordination reduces, which we can train. But that's not the purpose of this episode. So kids' feet working great from age one through five, go into a shoe store, get fitted up for big chunky bricks, one of which says they're sports shoes in disguise. I hand those shoes to parents and say, would you run in these? 
or I bang them on my desk and make an awful racket of noise. They are big, heavy bricks. So the problem with these school shoes is they're so stiff that the 33 joints in each foot can't move freely. Some of them can't even move at all. Cannot move freely. Now, if you put your arm in a sling for a very short period of time, three, four, five weeks if you've broken a bone, you'll know that when that arm comes out of the sling, it is incredibly weak. It's floppy. But then you do some rehab, you do some exercises, and you make your arm strong again. You had the sling on because your collarbone was broken, because you injured your shoulder. Something was broken, you wore a sling to immobilize, you had healing, then you had weakness, when you came out of the sling, and then you retrain that weakness. What we're doing with these big, stiff, rigid shoes is the opposite. We have strength, we have coordination with these kids' feet. They're great. They run around, com not complaining at all, through preschool, through daycare, around the backyard. They don't stop from age one through to five. And now, when they're going to go to school and sit down for most of the day, we're like, oh, you need supportive shoes. So we put them in these stiff, rigid shoes, which is virtually like putting both arms in a sling and both knees in a knee brace, and then wonder why their feet don't work a year later and they've got growing pains. So school shoes should be light. School shoes should be as close to the ground as humanly possible. The more rubber you have, not the longer lasting the shoe. The shoes will wear out, those big, stiff, rigid shoes will always wear out on that outside corner first of the heel, and as it starts to wear on a 45-degree angle, the shoe will start to lean out. You don't wear through all 20 mils of that sole, is once you start to wear through that sole, they've already outgrown the shoe anyway. All those black shoes, they all only have about three or four mils, if you look closely, of outer tread. Your running shoes only have three to four mils of outer tread. Once you work th wear through that outer tread, the soft stuff underneath gets worn through really, really quick. So it's not the thickness of the rubber that gives you a long-lasting shoe. Now, I want you to think about putting gloves on your hand. The thicker the glove, the less coordinated you are, the less dexterous you are. Same with a school shoe. Is The thicker the shoe, the more that child is removed from the ground, the less coordination they have per step, per minute, per hour. And that's what adds up quickly. They're in those shoes for three to five days a week, depending on the school. And then the other days are in a big, thick, chunky running shoe anyway, that doesn't let them move either. They run around five days a week, especially when they're young. And they're in these awful shoes that no adult would ever think about running in. So you want your child to be healthy and active at school and run around before school, recess, lunch. And they're in those big, chunky shoes that you would never run in. Now, the other problem with these big, heavy shoes is that these children don't weigh a huge amount. Yet the thickness of the sole is as thick as adult running shoes. So even if we agree that adults should have cushioning on their feet and thick soles, if they weigh 88 kilos like I do, and my child weighs 18 kilos, why should the thickness of our sole be the same? There should be at least 25% of what mine is, if not more in respect to 75% less than what mine is, is how I should describe it, if not more. So thicker the sole, less connection to the ground. I want you to think of a gymnast on a beam in shoes. They're going to fall off straight away. Surfer on a surfboard in shoes is that the more we have on our foot, the less connection to the ground, the less feedback to the brain, the less everything works for us in respect to our muscles and joints. So a school shoe should be light. A school shoe should be close to the ground. 
a school shoe should be the shape of a human foot, which is widest at the toes. Now, most school shoes, black ones, aren't awfully pointed, but they're also not widest at the toes, which they should be. Now, the absolute pet hate of mine, this is what I'm building towards, is that no school shoe ever should be raised higher at the heel than the toes. I'll say that again. No school shoe ever should be raised higher at the heel than the toes. The human foot is designed to be horizontal to support our entire vertical body. Human foot's our foundation. Think of a skyscraper, big tall building. They have huge foundations dug deep into the earth that go up through the entire skyscraper. Big concrete blocks right through. The human body isn't dug deep into the earth. We've got these little feet relative to our tall height, but we've got 33 joints in each foot, so we got given a good advantage. We've got some pretty awesome stuff in there to help support our entire vertical body. But if we take what is meant to be horizontal, 33 joints and 20 muscles in each foot working together as a team, horizontal, and we lift the heel higher than the toes, such as these shoes do, we've altered the angle of every single one of those joints for 35 hours a week. So there's no way that they're going to work better than when they're horizontal. What we've also done, if we lift our heel higher than our toes, we no longer have a vertical body because we have to compensate up the chain. If you stand still and you lift your heels higher than your toes, you will lean slash four forward. But the human body doesn't do that. It just bends a little bit. Where it bends, well, that depends on where you're able to. Some people bend at the knees because they're very mobile, so they'll bend backwards. But nearly every person that wears a heeled shoe will roll forwards at the hips. Now, as soon as you roll forwards at the hips, anterior pelvic rotation is sort of a fancy name for it. As soon as you roll forward at the hips, your glutes don't work. When your bottom muscles don't work, there's more stress on your lower spine. There's more stress on your hips and there's more stress on your knees. So lifting your heel up will put stress on nearly every major joint in the body just by altering your posture. And you can't beat it. You can't fight it. Oh, it'll also shorten your calf and Achilles complex by whatever that heel height is. So if you have a heel of about 15 mils, which is pretty typical on a lot of school shoes, you're going to shorten your calf and Achilles complex by about 15 millimeters. And I promise you that's important. I spend my life as a podiatrist treating uh, broken down humans with shin splints, knee, uh, Achilles, plantar fascia problems. And we are always, always, always working on carbs working on that entire posterior chain to be a healthier length and healthier function. In fact, as people get older, very often when they wear a flat shoe, their Achilles gets sore. The bottom of their heel gets sore and they get told that flat shoes are bad. That is absolutely not true. Flat shoes are not bad. The shoes that shortened and deformed your Achilles and calf by 15 mils plus over a lifetime, they're the ones that are bad. Coming down to flat might cause you pain that's only because you've been shortened and deformed by shoes you've worn for a long, long time. Now, if you get old and you can't wear anything but a heel, that's a problem. It's very hard to have good balance when your feet are pointing downhill all the time. That's right. When you lift your heel high on your toes, it's like you're constantly moving downhill at a subtle angle. Now, if we all think about walking downhill of any hill, it's always harsher on our joints. Think about that extra stress you get through your knees. Think about that extra jarring you get up into your hips and back when you walk downhill. Think of a steep hill if you have to, and you'll get what I mean. Now reduce that into a mild hill. For 35 hours a week, all year, 
for 13 years of school. That is massive. So if you are going to put that subtle downhill on your child and allow your school to say that they need a stepped heel, well, you need to step in. You don't need to be an expert, but you need to sit there and create a conversation, not an argument. It's about education. Now, I sit in my podiatry clinic and do this every single day with patients, with parents. But if I go back quite a few years, there wasn't that long ago that I used to sit there and, and the parent would come in and say, hey, we've got little Johnny here. He's uh, got aches and pains, da-da-da-da-da-da. But we've been following your rules. You told us about Sarah, who was the elder sibling, that the shoe's got to be stiff and rigid, can't bend anywhere but the toes. The heel's got to be really strong. Don't allow any movement there. And all those rules that I was taught at university, and I was a good lemming for a little while, and I followed those rules, taught to me at uni, mostly by uh, the shoe reps, recommended the same shoes that I despise now, the same shoes that my children will never, ever wear. I kept them in business for a long time so until I started asking questions about my own feet and then filtered back down to kids' feet, which is where my real passion is. Adult feet have work to do to try and get things right. Kids' feet are right. My job as a podiatrist and a father is to keep kids' feet right as opposed to fix them. It's a lot easier when something's good to keep it good than it is to actually reverse all the trauma and damage and try and make things better later on. It's never too late, but it's damn hard later on. So, children's school shoes. If they're not flat, close to the ground, really light, shape of a human foot, and absolutely no raised heel, then they are causing physical harm to your child's development and to their joints. Not just their foot joints, but further up the body as well. This is a big, big deal. People tell me I got school uniform I can't change. The school needs to be educated better. Remember, the school is educated by the same people who educated me through university, through shoe reps, through certain shoe stores. They're telling the schools what a good shoe is. Now, unless that school can tell you why a raised heel is better and healthier for a human being, then the, shoe, the school is willingly causing harm. So at the moment, they're not. They're following advice. But if you ask the right questions, why a stiff, rigid shoe is better than a flexible shoe when the foot's got 33 joints? The only reason for a joint in the human body is movement. The foot, each foot has 33 joints. If you add that up, that equals a lot of movement. It is designed to move lots in every single direction. Restricting that can only cause problems in the future. Healthy feet do not need supportive shoes. They need to be healthy. They need shoes that allow them to be healthy, which means they need shoes that allow them to move. All right, that's the rant on this one. School shoes, huge passion of mine. I know everyone's going to say, what school shoes, where are they? Look, we need to start to create a need for these school shoes because there is always, I'm going to say, a shortage of good school shoes, black leather, that tick all of the school uniform requirements. But at times I do have them in stock in my clinic and parents say they won't, school won't let them wear them because they don't have a step heel, da-da-da-da-da. So it's education first. There are black leather school shoes out there that tick the right boxes, but the school uniform's got to be able to squeeze to allow them so the kids can remain healthy. All right, guys, I will speak to you soon.